listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. This is Petro and Sophia on the Double Exposure Show, episode number 40. You can find the show notes for this episode by going to doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 40. That's four zero. And we want to see you join our the conversation on Facebook, be part of the community on the Double Exposure Show group. And uh, there's more to say, but uh, stick around to the end of the episode and you'll hear the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're back. Uh, how are you? I am so tired. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice as we started the Skype call. Have you heard me yawning? Like, ah. <laughs> Literally, you just said the word yawning and I wanted to yawn. So yeah, uh, I can relate. What, what's up with, uh, why are you tired? I, I, I know why I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. We're starting an hour late and we're actually an hour and a half late yes, to start. Um, but, Not my fault. Uh, not your fault. No, entirely my <laughs> fault. What what kept you busy and made you tired? So Friday at like two o'clock, I got a text from my uncle saying, what are you doing? Which normally means he wants me to do something. Nice. Um, so he invited me to this blues festival in Owen Sound. So I went mm -hmm. to that and it was pretty cool, but got home late and you know me, I like to sleep early. <laughs> and then... <laughs> um, Saturday morning, got up and went to a ball tournament, and we played all day in the sun. And then our last game was like 7.40, so we got home late. And then um, got up Sunday and went for another game. We lost that one, so we were out. But uh, my friend broke her wrist, so we spent a few hours in the hospital. Aww. Yeah. And I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> I slept in this morning, which means I slept until about eight o'clock and I've yeah, been yeah. at my desk ever since. Like I've been doing work, but I'm just, I'm sleepy. I need to catch up on sleep. Oh, see, I'm yawning <laughs> right now just listening to you <laughs> and it's not because it's boring. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I know our weekend was kind of filled with, uh, well, Saturday we did nothing. I mean, I went and I did a lot of work, um, helping a friend, um, uh, out just uh he he's building a new fence and um i went to work basically not expecting anything but then he kind of texted me and he goes what do i do the uh, i arranged for delivery uh the day before and now i'm here trying to buy the lumber and they're telling me that my delivery slot is uh gone and now the delivery slot available is after when i want to start this project so i said you know what i'll grab a trailer we'll i'll help you out <laughs> well, the trailer's actually loaned out, so I just ended up going with uh, Hannah's pickup truck and uh, putting so much building material in the back. Um, and uh, Hannah actually said, you know what, Saturday I just want to stay in, do nothing. Like, she's she's pretty much full term, so she just wants to kind of, like, a day to relax. Mm -hmm. And so I said, all right, well, if you don't mind, I'll go out and I'll help this guy out and, um, you know see see how it goes now, now i thought that the order was ready like all we had to do is just pick it up which is kind of normal for me to assume but it turns out that he didn't have any of the wood ready yet so i went and met him at the 
big big box store, the building center. Mm-hmm. And for two hours, we picked out the wood, <laughs> loaded it on the cart, checked out, went to went outside, loaded it into the pickup truck. As soon as we were done, it just poured yeah. on us like it was yeah. insane. So we didn't get wet, but then went to his place. Um, luckily, as soon as we got there, it stopped raining. <laughs> And then we had to unload this thing. And I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a lot of work, but some of these things are six by six inch posts that are 10 feet long. And even for two guys, you know, putting them on the cart, putting them in the truck, taking them out of the truck, putting them in the garage. It, it's kind of like, you know, if you're using muscles you haven't used in a while. So the next day, uh, my back was pretty sore. <laughs> and I just, I just said, Hannah, let's, let's just get out of the house and like, go for a little road trip and like I didn't even want to stay in the kitchen and make my own food so we went to um uh towards Port Franks and uh, Grand Bend there's a place called Grog's uh which sounds funny but amazing food like some of the tastiest food I've had in a long time and it's just like this kind of roadside diner nice decor nice people you know some of the some of the patrons are missing their teeth and whatnot (laughs) But uh, supposedly they have a great pizza. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. Then we, we just turned it into like a family day. We visited her family. Uh, her dad just re- is recovering from surgery. And like literally this weekend was uh, no wedding, no work, just strictly kind of like supposed to relax. But I killed myself on Saturday. And just literally being out of the house made me really tired where I too slept in today. But it was more like nine o'clock, not eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, it just had a slow start and just kind of poking around the house, like moving slowly. I feel like I'm shuffling my feet and trying to get into the groove of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely shows that uh, I could be in better shape. Yeah. So can't, don't, you know, can't we all, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of episode 39. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. I to think episode 39. No, to uh, to your story. I feel like oh. we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're on episode forty. Now you're confusing me. I was talking about the lifestyle thing and getting back in shape and all that. I know. Stuff. I'm I'm just pretending you that I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, we're gonna be um, a little bit like unintelligible today because we're both tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No, I'm I'm fully here and fully mentally capable. And I, and I just, am not. <laughs> and just to reaffirm episode 39, completely agree. It's one of those situations where it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know how it's going to be like, we're going to have a baby here soon. And everybody's, I think, I think people over exaggerate things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because, and I, I know I'm being a little bit naive, but I do feel like people over-exaggerate things. And I know that I'm going to get punished as soon as this baby's here. Mm. I'm literally not going to get any sleep. <laughs> and uh, it's because Hannah had such an amazing pregnancy. Like, um, yeah. half the time I forget she's, she's pregnant. Um, <laughs> she doesn't, she never complains. She never has any pain. She never gets sick. So, Okay, stop. You're pissing off a bunch of mothers right now. <laughs> I know. In your face. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, but I think I think they just milk it. I think a lot of people, and I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, and I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash, and we'll oh, yeah. probably lose a third of our listeners as mm-hmm. a result. But I think a lot of people just milk it because they can. And you know what? Good for you, because this is the only time you can get a break. Uh, 
the rest of your life you're expected to be like on top of everything all the time and yeah so do it to all the mothers in the world milk it milk it for all all it's worth but speaking of milking um (coughs) actually this has nothing to do with milking but um you took uh you took the time out of your Facebook fund to discuss something of a serious nature. And <laughs> <laughs> Did you, yeah. Is that the part that you read? <laughs> <clears throat> That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. So I posted something to the Facebook group today. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping most people took the time to read it. Um, but since Petro has not, I think I'll just, I'll just read through it and then we'll discuss it. How about that? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So... Um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and read it verbatim because my brain is not functioning. So (laughs) that's great. If I stumble over my own words, I'm just going to kick you off and take over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I've seen a number of memes floating around comparing good and bad physical characteristics. Most recently, I unfriended someone who posted an illustration of two types of female genitalia and captioned it with a comment calling out a real-life woman for having the wrong kind. I can't even begin to describe how sad and angry this makes me and how this type of content is totally unacceptable, not in the least bit funny, and wildly unattractive. But then I realized something. This type of content is completely useless. Let me explain why. I have hairs on my chin, I have obscenely long eyelashes, but I don't wear mascara every day, my hands aren't manicured, Usually I have a few broken nails, I like my quads, I have fat around my knees, I usually have several bruises on my elbows and shins, I rarely shave my legs more than once a week, and my toes are kind of cute. But none of these things matter. The only thing, or the good things don't make me feel like a god, and changing the bad won't make me happy. None of these things have any impact on my quality, quality of life, and therefore they don't affect yours. I invest little to no time caring about any of these things. Instead, I choose to do what do and be what makes me happy. I choose to be a totally awesome weirdo. I prefer to play play baseball, wear sweatpants, and eat bacon. I like to laugh with my friends, and though my mother might not agree, I don't enjoy fighting with people. So here's a challenge. Before you post that pic of your hashtag ideal partner, and all about the physical qualities that person should possess, ask yourself if it really matters. If you don't like what you see, change how you're looking at it. And don't waste your time commenting on it. It's not your body. It doesn't matter. Don't make your checklist of physical criteria someone else's responsibility, and instead focus your energy learning to make yourself happy and lifting yourself up. Mic drop. <laughs> Pick it up. I paid a lot of money for that money. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well do, said. Do you want the story now? Because I didn't include the story. the story because it wasn't. It was not important. That wasn't the point of the post. Mm-hmm. But I'd love so, to. I'd love the backstory. That's the. And I'll be honest with you. I did read the entire post. So I just wanted oh. you to read it again. Ah! Did you hear how I screwed it up like several times? Like I can't <sighs> even read my own text. <laughs> You'll get better. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I met this guy at Ball, and I've known of his existence for a couple years now. Um, But he just started talking to me this year, and he's been hitting on me. And 
I have told him I'm not interested. Um, recently divorced. Um, huh. And like has had verbal diarrhea with me about his ex-wife. Um, and just said like nasty, nasty things. And so my responses to him have been getting progressively more um, specific. Like I'm not interested in you. And then, okay, I'm really not interested in you. And, and now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, what you just said to me is really unattractive. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of find you disgusting right now. So um, he was on my Facebook and he posted a picture. Maybe some people have seen it of two sandwiches. One has um, the lunch meat like cleanly in the sandwich. Mm -hmm. And the other one has the lunch meat hanging out of the sandwich. And the caption on it is there's two types of women. And so, then there's a little meme of a kitty and a crying face. Is there? I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> that's kind of gross in itself. And it caught my eye and I was like, not impressed um and he he had said something in the description like haha yeah totally true or something like that i can't mm -hmm. remember um and then a bunch of guys had commented lol on it and then he mm. responded to one of those guys saying my ex was more like the one on the left i think the left side was the one with the with the lunch <laughs> meat hanging out it's yep. like my my ex was more like the one on the left and she smelt bad and tasted bad. Jeez, that's that's classy, classy right? guy, eh? Yeah, everyone knows who he's talking about because everyone knows who his ex is. Hmm. So I deleted him from Facebook, um, and then I got to thinking about like how, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna make this a bit about women and sexism and stuff. I got to thinking about how, like, normally women would just delete them or not delete them at all and not say anything. And these guys would just keep on commenting on this picture about how hilarious and true it is. So I deleted him from Facebook and then I sent him a text message saying, if you're wondering why I deleted you, it's because of that post you made on Facebook. Um, actually, I might be able to find the um, screenshot of what I sent him. Nice. If you have some patience. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. so I said that shit you posted about women's vaginas is not in the least bit funny. If you're wondering why I deleted you, that kind of post is why. Good luck with singlehood or whatever your dream relationship status is. <laughs> um, and then he said, easy, she put shit on there about me. I'm tired of her doing so and me just taking it. And then I didn't respond because that's dumb. Yeah, good thing. And, and then the next day he said, I deleted it. Don't be all upset with me. You're the one who told me that she was bashing me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, which didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> As I do not know his ex. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was just, yeah, disgusting and... <clears throat> You know, Disgusting. I've so, been in conversations about this exact same thing, too. And as funny as it is, it's not something that I would engage in the public forum or condone. Like or, the picture or? Oh, this picture. I've had guy friends send it to me. Uh, I've had I've had girlfriends send it to me. 
I think who, in yeah, I think in very few contexts a woman would see that and roll her eyes and be like, "You're an idiot." But and, the, and the like context, I, I, I'm kind of proud to say that my friends, the context they sent it in wasn't like, I choose one over the other. It was more like, <clears throat> both are sandwiches, and if I'm hungry, I'm hungry, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not quoting anybody verbatim. I'm just trying to make make it a little bit more politically correct. <clears throat> um, where it was accepted, but it's... You know, it, it's like a teenage boy seeing a bare breast for the first time, and he's all giddy and, and laughing like, hee hee hee. It's, it's yeah, exactly like, the that's same. that's fine, like, but that's not what that image is about. It's not. And I mean, there's actually, um, and using that same picture, there's another really uh, popular meme going around um, from Twitter. And it says, the reason I preach hashtag Christianity, my daughters represent the right, Taylor Swift's vagina represents the left. <laughs> So I don't know if you've ever seen that actual t- uh, meme tweet, no. but and this was retweeted twenty four hundred times and received twenty six hundred times at the time that it would uh, it was actually um, screenshotted. By now, this thing's like super viral, super global, super ridiculous. And first of all, it, it's impl- yeah, we know Taylor Swift had a billion boyfriends, whatever, but. She might have figured out the secret to finding the perfect mate, you know? I'm going to hang Is out that this. supposed to suggest that a woman's vagina this is where I'm going. looks yes. like that because of how many partners she's had? Because yes. that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, this is where ignorance comes into play, right? And for anybody who's about to turn off this podcast, yeah, this, ha- this has a lot of relation. language, yeah. but... Well, there's no graphic language. I mean, we're talking about human body parts. Which True. Is <laughs> and and I mean, this ha- this has a lot to do with so many things as being a photographer, being in business for yourself, being a human being. I mean, um, if you fall in, you if you're a female, you definitely fall into one of these categories. Well, I guarantee you that there's people who are the left side who want to be the right side, and there's people who are the right side who wish they were a little bit on the left side. Yeah. As I'm going to switch it up a little bit and I'm going to say this. I was born with super duper curly hair. <laughs> if, I was wondering if, where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and um, anytime I met anybody, even even girls that I really, really liked in high school, whenever they saw me with, when, whenever my hair would get a little longer and if I played soccer or if I... Uh, I was actually a competitive cyclist. So, after, you know, I would never put product in my hair when I would put a helmet on it. So afterwards, people would always comment, oh my gosh, I love your curly hair, blah, blah, blah. And I and I actually felt self-conscious when they would say that because I, I felt a little bit like they were making fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. So my entire life, I hated my curly hair. Anybody I ever met with straight hair, uh, and I mean, I've in the last 10 years, I've worked with a lot of females in, uh, hair in, in the hair industry. Anytime uh, they saw my curly hair, they would always say, I wish I had curly hair like yours. And these would be women with pin straight hair who I would tell, I wish I, would ha- I had hair just like yours. Yeah. Right. Now, with hair, it's really easy because you can actually, um, I, I believe it or not, I have three straighteners. <laughs> A couple of them I collected over the years from people leaving them behind at the studio from photo shoots. One I actually purchased probably 10 years ago or so. Um, 
so I could straighten my hair when it would get a little longer. And yes, I straightened my hair and I styled it how I liked it because I was self-conscious. <clears throat> now, we're lucky because when it comes to these uh, memes, they're talking about genitalia that you can hide behind. But if you point something out, if you're laughing in a group of people and somebody happens to be yeah. the butt of the joke, you can almost tell. They don't have to admit it, but you can almost tell that they feel uncomfortable, they feel awkward, and now you're actually, you're doing more harm than anything because mm -hmm. you're making fun of them, right? Now, and do, at, at that point, do you think that you sound funny or do you think that you sound like an ass? You you come off like a complete asshole. Yeah. Now, this is, this is great timing because um, Hannah showed me an article uh, a couple of days ago, uh, actually, I think maybe even yesterday, about... Uh, uh, in Canada, um, the the surgery is becoming extremely popular. Yeah. And it, did you read this article by chance? I haven't read the article, but I actually watched a documentary on it a couple of years ago. And uh, well, it literally was just yesterday, uh, and it was big news. And um, yeah. women are paying, I think, forty six hundred dollars to have. Oh, they, I think it's called vaginoplasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, Something like that. Yeah. And they're labiaplasty. They, labiaplasty. That's that's it. Um, and they're literally tucking it away. Yeah. And for what reason? I have no idea well, because it, so, it. Yeah. This is what I'm getting at. For what reason? It actually has no practical function. This surgery. There's nothing <laughs> it's wrong all cosmetic. with the, Exactly. There's nothing wrong there's no problem with the physical look of this same as there's no problem with my having hair on my chin or my not shaving my legs right absolutely um and there's going to be people who find you attractive no matter what who are going to want to spend their time with you and there's going to be a certain level of ignorance and if if you're with a partner who's like what am i looking at here you don't need to be offended. Right. You, you can say, this is how it is, you know. Some people look different than others. And the the reality is that unless, you, unless you're like a vagina model, there's no need for that surgery. And there's never really a need for that Even surgery. Even if you are a vagina model, then... <laughs> right. There's all so, different types, but um, your 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 post may kind of resonated on a different level with me too at exactly how it relates to photography and how it relates to our podcast and how right. it relates to the goal that we're trying to achieve here by uh, influencing and educating the up and coming artists, the young photographers, the young videographers, whatever have you, who want to go into business for themselves, who are trying their darndest and they just might have a slightly different approach to making a sandwich, right? That's <laughs> for a lot. So before I kind of shift gears, is there anything else you wanted to add on that topic? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but to shift gears a little bit, yeah. what this reminded me of is how we uh, approach the people who are just starting out and i want to mm. draw attention to a website called photographers yeah and this website is actually a really good source for looking at funny images um 
that young photographer is producing, but also uh, they're they're kind of picking up on some professional um, photographers and kind of the mishaps that they've had um, in their professional career, if you will. Mm-hmm. So there is a website called youarenotaphotographer.com. And this website is kind of a piss off a little bit because um, a lot of the stuff on here is just people who are starting out and who don't know what they're doing. And really it's, they have no other guidance. They're, yeah. they're picking up a camera and they're just, they're just starting. So it's, it's um, almost like saying like in order to be a photographer, you have to start by doing specific things and you have to go through like the same process as like everyone else. Otherwise you're not a photographer. For example, you can't go out and shoot a wedding to start. You have to start by taking pictures of like flowers and cats and stuff and then slowly graduate to like human beings right. that are your friends and then slowly graduate to human beings who aren't your friends like but you could in theory go out and shoot a wedding for your first like experience ever with a camera and that's fine like mm-hmm. you start somewhere right you're not going to take amazing photos your first time out unless you're some sort of weird savant that way but and and I have to admit, I uh, I push f stoppers a lot. I tell people mm-hmm. about f stoppers, but there's an article about a year ago uh, called "The Plague of Photographers," and I haven't read it fully, but it kind of turned me off. Mm-hmm. And basically, what it, what it's what, what it's starting out saying is, photographers. Everyone knows what that means. Commonly associated with momtographers. And GWCs, basically someone that self-describes as a photographer with no basis or experience to warrant such a title. And in some extreme cases, people who have for long stretches of time have made claims of being a professional, but have not improved their methods or techniques past what the title or little green square on the camera does rather. And my take is this, we live in an environment where it's buyer beware. Mm Mm-hmm. It is your responsibility as a consumer to find a good professional uh, photographer, to find a good professional plumber, to find a good professional mechanic, whatever, right? But I don't even think you need to find a good professional photographer. You need to find a photographer that you want to work with. Fair enough. So there's a lot of, you know, qualities that go into that, including price. Yes. So if... If your budget is $75 for family portraits, then you're going to find a photographer that you're happy with who's going to charge you $75 for family portraits. Um, Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. You you just can't expect a $600 portrait session quality. Exactly, yes. Right? And that's that's the thing. There's there has to be some sort of healthy competition. So if you do venture off to one of these websites, like you're not a photographer or whatever, or that talks about photographers. And when I say photographers, I mean F A U X, etc. Um, I don't want to be. I and I'll never be the person. And I, I have a huge problem with people who actually make fun of these people because instead of making fun of them, uh, what I think we should do is either. You have two choices. You can just ignore them and be happy that they exist because that will only make your work look better. 
or two, take the same uh, steps that you and I are taking, Sophia, to educate, to help people improve, and to help perpetuate this art we call photography. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if we just keep all our secrets to ourselves, then and nobody can learn from them, that's that's what the industry is going to become. The industry is going to become subpar. Well, you know what? If you're not going to share what you know with other people, you can't expect them to share with you either, and then Absolutely. you're never going to learn. So. Well, and at some point, these people feel like they've learned everything. Yeah, and they're right. like, I'm not going to share with them. <laughs> and these are the people who, you know, a lot of them send me their work to print. And I'm adjusting their work before I print it. And I'm telling them, I'm saying, you're you're sending me files that are too damn dark. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they tell me, oh, it's my monitor. You know, well, then learn to read. Yeah, if it's your monitor, like, you know, fix it. <laughs> so... Um, the, and, and it's funny talking to them, and it's these are the same people who are telling me things like, uh, oh, yeah, he, here's this other person, so-and-so, starting out, trying to copy what I do. It's like, you are not the originator. Like, yeah. relax. You Okay, so you're taking photos with, uh, with a tilt-shift lens. Wow, amazing. You must be the first person to take a portrait with a tilt-shift lens, right? <laughs> like, chill. I've Sit actually, back. I, I actually heard someone say once... Um, you know, I started mini sessions. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. Um, and, I, and I've worked with a few people who, who have um, now, and I know for a fact that these people aren't listening to our podcast because they're too freaking <laughs> proud. But I worked with a few people who have said, like, oh, I started doing this, and now this guy's doing this. Yeah. You know? Oh, I did yeah. this first, and now Peter Hurley is making money from that. Excuse me. <laughs> if you did this first, you'd be making money from this. You know, like, yeah. um, the reality is that you didn't start this. You Actually, perhaps you were the first one to learn about it in the area before internet, and all your Facebook friends and acquaintances were the first ones to see that because they were only friends with you and they didn't venture out of their little bubble of professional photography industry group that is only, you know, targeting the local artists. Reality is that almost everything's been done. Like there's there's nothing you're doing that is fresh and new. And Well, I hate to say it, but basically everything was done in the film days. Absolutely. Like it was already done before we got to digital. Practically everything you can do on the computer People did that with film. Well, they Hate had to, to say it. <laughs> they had to borrow the, those things from somewhere. I used to actually retouch negatives in the darkroom. Yeah. Or, you know. Be- that was a thing. So, you know that and, dodge and burn stuff that you learn in school? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about la- the last decade. I'm talking about post-2000. Uh, because <laughs> I started my professional photography career in 2002. That's when I registered my business. That's when I started to offer my services to clients. And I was still doing film. When I when I registered my business, I was still shooting film. So a lot of my weddings and portraiture was still done on film. I was just going into commercial with um, uh, digital cameras. So I had a commercial client that essentially kickstarted my career because it was an extensive catalog of items that just never ended you know he had over four thousand products to photograph and he was sort of my guinea pig it was only because of him that i decided to use digital for portraits i decided to use digital for film because my first time i shot digital wedding i screwed it up so bad <laughs> that and i think i mentioned it on this podcast that yep. 
Yeah, that that I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm not I'm not really meant for weddings. <laughs> Maybe this is not my thing. And I did take quite a bit of a break from shooting weddings, but you know, probably another five six years later is when I finally realized, you know what, I can do it on my own terms. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And yeah. even then, I had people kind of tell me that I'm copying what they do, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know. I'm not doing it intentionally. We're looking at the same blogs. We're looking at the same magazines and we're, we're kind of emulating the same things, you know, like I, I'm sorry, but this, this whole approach to how things are done, you can't, you can't get mad at me because I'm doing things. And you, this is the same reason why you can't make fun of these other people for being new and fresh the okay. reason for that is because where the fuck do you think you started? Okay, so I want to comment on that because I for sure laugh at those photos. I look at them and I'm like, what is with this like selective color and like super high contrast and super high saturation? And I laugh about it. And then, well, mostly because I'm like, what makes you look at this image and think it's good? Right. Exactly. And and you know how we like we're like you know better. Like you've seen good photos, and and you're looking at this thing that you just created, and you're like, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> and then in two months, you're gonna be like, this is shit. Like I hate everything that I have ever photographed. It all yep. sucks. And I get that all the time. So like well, you like as a photographer, you go through those stages, right, where you're uh-huh. learning, and then suddenly. You'll be like, yeah, everything I've ever shot sucks. And <laughs> and that's how you grow. So like I have those super high contrast, super high saturation, selective color photos, <laughs> like from when I was starting out. And, uh, and so I laugh about it now. I don't make fun of the photographer, but mm-hmm. I for sure laugh about the photos because I'm like, well, I-, I had those. I looked at my photos and thought, these are amazing. I'm never going to get any better than this. And then... <laughs> I discovered that it was not very good. <laughs> at least, at least they're hiding. Uh, like, I'm going to go back to the you are not a photographer website. Mm-hmm. At least they're hiding people's business names. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't make fun of the photographer at all. I just think it's funny the process that you I go do, through where you're like. <laughs> I, I do look at these photos and I have to admit, I do look at these photos and I go, you had to have seen that. But the reality is they don't. They don't That's know anybody. That's why better. it's so funny. <laughs> And, uh. and that's, and I, maybe it's because I'm in the, um, mentor environment where I'm a mentor to a lot of students. Uh, I'm, I'm their teacher. I'm their instructor. I'm, you know, I'm the photography professor and a lot of my students submit images exactly like this. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I will give them a grade based on the criteria and based, you know, if I, if I ask for, a, for, if I said, submit a photo today. And they submit a photo. Well, I can't say, well, this photo is bad because all I asked was submit a photo. Yeah. If I asked to submit a photo of a person whose face is sharp and who's posed well, who's lit well, then I have to grade on that criteria. I have to, okay, so they submitted a photo, check. Is it a person? Check. You know, is the lighting good? No, the lighting is terrible because it doesn't light the person or it, it, there's, um, blown out highlights okay so then i grade according to that is the photo sharp or not okay the photo is super soft it's like a a plush goose down duvet um it's not sharp at all so you know mark that accordingly and looking at a lot of these images on the internet 
that's that's where I'm looking at, and I'm going. I can see that you actually over-edited things here. I can mm-hmm. see that you tried to. Well, first of all, the, the photo I'm looking at is um, is on the main page of yournotophotographer.com right now, and oh, oh wait, wait, <laughs> and it's a black and white photo of baby feet, and the baby feet have the the parents' uh, wedding and engagement rings on it. And the caption says, we like how this photog took such an overused engagement photo idea and really made it their own. The editing is just so horrible and everything is so blurry that no one would ever think an actual photographer took this. Well done. So the problem I have here is that you're, you're saying that you, you have to be good to be a photo, a photo, a photographer. Jeez, I can't even talk anymore. Um, or you rather an actual photographer. This this is where the disconnect for me it, it lies. Like, do not make fun of this photographer. Rather, th- there should be a website that takes these photos and says, here are your problems. You know, if you want to do better, here's what you can improve. Rather than taking it and making fun of it. And that's why your post, this is exactly what your post made me think of. Because, and... <laughs> They're, they're not necessarily related because you can't take uh, a human body part and say, okay, here's what's wrong with you. Here's how you can improve it because y- you don't do that. You just, you just leave it alone, but we're treating, Oh no, people do. <laughs> I know, but we're treating photographers who are up and coming, who are starting out with the same, same way. We're kind of saying, Oh, look at your stuff. It's, it's bad. You're, you're not, you're, you're not supposed to be like this. So yeah, yeah. we don't like you, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than in, in the photography field, we can actually help people improve, you know, where you have to leave the human body alone. In this case, we have to improve, but we can't take an approach to bullying people into this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where I'm on the fence about this is there's another website called uh, Photo Stealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of it? No. And Photo Stealers is, um, um, I think it's stopstealingphotos.com, I, I believe. Uh. Okay. Um, and uh, it's their logo is, uh, it says PS, which is, I think, Photo Stealers. Uh, and it just says, don't steal. Um, and basically, I guarantee you, if you, if you put in your city um into the search uh field there's probably a photographer in your city who's made it to this website now nothing in owen sound is there nothing in owen sound (laughs) there's nothing in owen sound but if you um (laughs) if you put in london uh, a lot of london england comes up oh uh but there is a lot there is a london ontario photographer that did make it to here and what happened was, I'm not going to mention the studio name. If you end up finding out, great, good for you. But uh, I don't know these people, so I'm not going to go too far into it. This is uh, awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in 2013, uh, there was a there was a London, Ontario photographer who um, was sort of caught uh, stealing photos, if you will. And when I say stealing photos, they're not necessarily stealing them. They could have paid for them, but they were using other photographers' photos to represent themselves. And um, they're basically, this website screenshots everything and they they just call you out. 
And they screenshot not just your website, but they screenshot where these photos originate from. And mostly what happens is um, these photographers will buy stock images to fill out their portfolio with. So they, they will fill out um, online portfolios with. I'm actually going to send you the, the link here, Sophia. So you well, I, I found the website. Okay. But uh, the one particular one I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to be happy about who it is. Um, I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, lot, come on. A lot of people ask me if um, if you have something to do with this all the time. With this? With with this company, yeah. So this I'm giving away too me. much. Oh, I know. But uh, but this is how I found out about it. People approached me and they said, is this Sophia? <laughs> you Does know, it, it look sense. like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it makes sense. In, in, in some sort of way. And and basically what happened was these these people, they they bought some stock images and they put their stock images on their website. And they basically wanted to market themselves as uh, certain quality, certain um, caliber, if you will, in order to get clients of that caliber, in order to get clients to pay the money of that. Now, the problem is they're not necessarily capable of shooting this way yet. They mm -hmm. have a way to go. But the issue I had with them is that one, they were called out on this mm -hmm. and two, they, they denied it. And it's <laughs> like the proof is in the pudding. Like here's the actual stock images that belong to another photographer from Hong Kong. And yet you're using them to say that you photographed them. Right. This happened to us when we did a couple of photos in India and people were like, did you actually shoot these? And I'm like, well, yeah, we went there. Oh, okay. Just curious. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Uh, but um, if you're going to steal photos and claim that they're your own, and then when you're caught with your pants down, mm -hmm. lie and deny that you did it, you're not a good person. You're not a good business person. You shouldn't be. You're now cheating the client. You're now representing yourself as doing something else. There is no place for you in this industry. Please leave, right? Um, but for somebody who's doing their darndest and oh, posting bad images, you know, that they don't really necessarily know they're bad, or maybe they do know they're bad, but they're kind of like, look, I'm learning. These are the only images I have. I wanted to share them to either get creative criticism or constructive criticism, or just to show you that I am doing photography and if you're interested in helping me develop a portfolio, develop a catalog of work that I can showcase with your help, I won't charge you as much as a professional will, but please let me be your choice for the price you want to pay. I completely encourage that. The only thing I ask is the for these young and up-and-coming photographers is... Tune in to Double Exposure Show and learn a lot about the business from two people who have been doing it for a long time. And I mean, we've had guests and, you know, who who joined us who have shared their experiences and only more to come too. secondly, turn to an education source, whether you need the discipline of a college program or just to go to a seminar occasionally here and there. Take the time to actually do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Thirdly. Join a, a local collective where you can work with other photographers, reach out to people and actually learn firsthand from professionals. 
because that's that's how you're going to improve your portfolio. Do post photos out there, but do not market yourself in competition with other professional photographers because you are going to get made fun of, unfortunately. And I, again, I, I wish that wasn't the case, but it might discourage you from continuing in this field. There's something like 80% failure rate of professional photography businesses at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's growing. So for every 10 people who start as professional photographers, two of them continue on as professional photographers. The other eight, they find jobs that are completely unrelated and they might still pick up their camera once in a blue moon. But I find that it's websites like this and people like, you know, bad people who are turn basically putting you down, turning you away from the art and the business that are responsible for this. Now, the alternative is to, again, borrow somebody else's photos and market yourself as a professional. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, the, and I think this is the result of that. I think the result of, I, I, I think that a lot of these photo stealers could be, a lot of it could be avoided, but the reality is it's it's a catch-22, right? You need good work in order to get hired, but if you don't get hired, you don't get good work. So what do you do? And this is something that my students come to me with all the time, and they say, like, well, how can I, you know, you're encouraging us to shoot weddings, but how can I shoot weddings when I can't even show two complete weddings yet? Like, I've only shot one one of my own weddings, and I, and I only shot one wedding as a backup photographer, and the photographer won't even let me use my images, um, on my website because they're, they're, it's their client. So like to take, to take a side note for a second, what's your take on that, Sophia? Um, you will not be booking the $5,500 wedding package. <laughs> I'm talking about, um, let's say, let's say I hired, I hired a student to use oh, this uh, part. Gotcha. This part. Yeah. Let's say I, I hired just, a student. So what I was saying was you you don't aim to book the super expensive weddings at first you book some less expensive weddings at first exactly. with less of a portfolio and then you build a little bit you kick ass and you build a wicked portfolio and you increase your prices but anyway yeah, give people the incentive to hire you right? yeah so most photographers second shooters i know have a password protected gallery online which they use to share with potential clients Um, And you communicate very clearly that I have mostly been second shooter and here are some of my images that I have photographed. Or you ask the photographer that you're working with if you can use some of the photos that you shot in a sample album. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and sample album is a good idea because I almost uh, lost a friendship over over something this arbitrary. Um, uh, when again, when I decided to get back into weddings was probably mid two thousands, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I actually shot a lot of weddings with a friend of mine, um, Eric, who has a business called Red Button Photography, who is super talented, extremely good artist, and I I respect him a lot for for how he does things what he does and he started doing a lot more weddings and so I tagged along on maybe a dozen of them or so in that one year and I had asked him and I mean I just handed the images over to him and I don't think he knew my plan of going back into weddings and that's kind of 
why I was shooting a lot of weddings with him. I was loving it. And I think I was really liking shooting weddings with him too. You know, we, we had a good rapport. We had a lot of fun. Um, our images were of fairly compatible, you know, you know, they, you couldn't really tell who shot what. So it was, it was great. Um, I had asked him, uh, I said, Hey, Eric, I'd never saved any of the images that uh, I shot for you on my, uh, um, uh, memory cards. You know, I was just erasing them after you give them back. Do you mind if I get those images from you? Cause I want to actually put a couple together to kind of show what I can do. And I know there was a little bit of miscommunication because, uh, he was afraid that I would be marketing myself with his images on my website. And I didn't even have a website started or anything. Now, all I wanted to do was start a book to say, look, here's how I can do things. And I'm telling you, because we didn't communicate, uh, there was a little bit of tension in there. And I know Eric listens to this podcast, so he might, he might even be like, yeah, I remember that. Or be like, nope, I never felt that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I don't know. We haven't, we've never talked about that, but, um, he did say, you know what? I'm kind of not cool if you put these on your website at the time. Yeah, which kind of blew prob- me away. I was like, whoa, whoa, right. I'm like, I never wanted yeah. to put these on my website. I actually just wanted to make a book. I, I really just wanted to make a book that said that, that showed people what I can do. Mm-hmm. And, and reality was I was, uh, trying to create a portfolio so that people could see that I could shoot a wedding. And the thing is, I already had a dozen weddings or so, uh, from the past. The problem was that I was growing as a photographer still. Mm-hmm. Those those photos are not great. Like I have a couple that I could actually put on a website today uh, because they're still good. But as I grew as a photographer, uh, as, a, as an experienced person, as an experienced photographer, as an experienced artist, um, my photography got better. My style got developed. And I can't, I can't, I can't deny that some influence came from Eric uh, in terms of, um, style or directing, but I also can't deny that a lot of my influence came from shooting fashion. Um, so what I bring to the table, the way I pose people, the way, the way I shoot them is very kind of high fashion editorial. And that's just from my, it's kind of ingrained in the back of my head, right? We, we did a lot of, uh, uh, hairstyle, uh, portfolio work. We did a lot of garment work. We did a lot of model development. So I'm used to showcasing garments. I'm used to showcasing this. So I'm blending these two things, right? But if you are a starting out photographer and you want to, and you're doing a lot of second shooting, communicate with your main photographer and say, I would love to use some of these to get other second shooting gigs. You know, I want other people to see it. So I want to either make a book or password protect it. Um, well, I'm going to tell ca- you a secret. Yep. As a <laughs> first shooter, if you are not allowing your second shooters to create a portfolio, you better be paying them a salary and they better be your employees and you better be giving them benefits. Exactly. And have because, a non-disclosure agreement and, yeah. uh, and a non-compete clause. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to make a living. So... If you're not allowing your second shooter to use the images they photograph with you for a portfolio to get more work, then they're not going to want to work with you. That, okay. That's well said. <clears throat> so, 
So for me, um, if if you're a second shooter and you decide to use any images you shot with me, I'll tell you right now, I really don't care. Yeah, I know it, you don't care. Um, I do. I don't want second shooters I'm working with in the Owen Sound area using images from weddings they shoot with me on their public website. Mm-hmm. But I would say, yeah, put them in a sample album or put them in a password protected page and then just communicate to, to people yeah. that you photographed that wedding for me. I don't care then. I just don't want people going to both of our websites and seeing the same wedding and being like, this is fishy. Here's the beauty part about this. Um, When the client signs an agreement, uh, a wedding contract, Mm -hmm. they release the rights to use the photos to me. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't release it to my second shooter. And so I educate them. I say, I don't care how you use them, but you have to respect the contract because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you are now in breach of this contract as well because my second shooters sign a contract with me yes so and and the contract is that any images they shoot is my property and they cannot be used to promote themselves now the reality is if you take these images and you make it part of your um website background or like a it's part of a header i'm okay with that or um even on social media, I'm I'm honestly okay with that. Yeah. If you say he, if you say here's a wedding I shot with Petro, yes, yeah, and right, and uh, here's some of the images that I captured at at Lux Photography Co's wedding this weekend. Cool, go for it because you're you're at least respecting the the sanctity of the contract. Now, if you flat out go to a bridal show and you put those images into wedding albums and put your logos all over them. Oh, yes. That's bad. I'm going to say this. You're, you know what? I, I still do really, I would probably be like, really? That's not cool. I, <laughs> I, again, you would be, but it's not cool. I really don't care. And, and because, because there's, because it is your work and I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I with care. This. <laughs> I'm, I'm about, literally how, on the fence. How about we don't care what Petro thinks because Petro right. doesn't really care. But I care. I don't put your own logo on photos that I own. Um, but yeah, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I'm not being, cool with that. Yeah, um, I don't have because, a problem with them being in a password protected gallery. I don't really want to see them on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see people being more comfortable if they posted it to social media and say, hey, look what I shot for and then tagged my business Mm -hmm. i could see people being comfortable with that i don't think i would want to do that myself but then again i post images to facebook and then i tag my second shooters Mm -hmm. um which is totally cool yeah i um this is this is kind of the reason why i've slowly just got away from hiring outside people (laughs) (laughs) and just shooting with hannah most of the time we don't have to worry about this stuff and and i mean nowadays when we book for lux we if we book other people we're actually kind of booking them under their own umbrella anyways well like as a contractor as a contractor yeah Yeah. so so really it it, it's kind of a fine line but just to kind of correct what i said when i said i don't care um (laughs) if you do go to a bridal show and you use my images that i own that are shot by you with your logo on it that's a breach of contract so I, I do care that you're in breach and I don't want my clients 
who are now bridesmaids at their best friend's weddings, walking around going, why do you have my, my wedding pictures when I didn't hire you? I hired Petro, right? Well, and I don't mind so much that as the new potential clients, like in the Owen Sound area, for example, because they're probably going to look at all the same photographers, any potential clients who are getting married. Mm -hmm. So they'll go to a bunch of photographers. I don't want them to see the same wedding on my website as another website because they'll be like, this looks fishy and then not <laughs> contact either of us, right? Right. Okay. Um, and that goes back to the photo stealers website, right? Use yeah. your own images, like either either get permission or if there, I don't post all my weddings. And I mean, I just, I think I've gotten really lazy about it, but I, th I've kind of stopped posting altogether because there's such an overwhelming amount of work coming in that we're turning people away. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm kind of lucky because people will email me and say, Hey, I saw some photos on your uh, Facebook. Uh, I'd love to see more. And I always tell them, great, let's make an appointment and come in to meet me. And I close them in person faster than I can online. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, it's a bit of a, I, I don't want to call it bait and switch because it's not, but it's a bit of a hook, right? It's a, it's a, it's an, there's an incentive for them to call because they saw some really cool photos. Now, I don't even post my best work. Mm -hmm. And the reason I don't do that is because um, I don't want to fall into the category of where they, where we're hired by somebody and they say, um, yeah, I saw their website and it was great. And then I hired them and my photos suck. <laughs> and reality is the photos don't actually suck. It's just, you know, you suck. You're the ugly one. I'm just joking before all the hate mail comes in. Um, but not every wedding is created equally. Not every wedding is coordinated beautifully where you can actually get some killer and stellar images. But to date in 15 years as a business person, um, I will tell you right now that not a single client has ever called me and said, yeah, I'm not, not crazy about these photos. You know, uh, we're, we're not going to talk about the person who said, I'm not crazy about my hair in your beautiful <laughs> photos. They're, they just said, you know what? I, you completely you know, exceeded my expectations. And that's mm -hmm. what I like hearing. And, yeah. and you can't do that if you put your best work on your website, in my yeah. opinion, unless you're consistently great. And I mean, we put good photos, we put photos people love, we put photos people want to see themselves in, and then we give them a little bit more, we deliver extra. And when we do that, they talk about us. And we have a bit of a clout with the word of mouth, you know, like, when people mention our name, they kind of, they kind of know what, what to expect. They, we call it the, the Lux photography experience where you don't feel uh, stressed out. You, you're taking care of the entire, uh, process from beginning to end. And that's what we strive to do. So having said that, if you are a second shooter and you are trying to get into the wedding industry and you want to use those, um, photos for your website or for your portfolio or password protected gallery, the best thing to do is to just be completely honest and talk to your uh, first shooter person hiring you. Uh, outline a contract with them. It, it, propose a contract uh, if you are a second shooter and your first shooter doesn't have one. It will do two things. It will ensure that you get paid for your work re services rendered. Um, but also, you know, if you have an agreement verbal or not about you using the images, whether in a book or a password protected gallery, it will be in the contract, you know, so there's not going to be any hurt feelings. Um, 
if you have questionable genitalia, let, let me tell you right now, you're beautiful <laughs> just the way you are. It's not questionable. <laughs> it, well, if somebody else is questioning it, don't don't be around them. But if you were surprised why we started with this, it, it had a lot to do with just basically people being bullied in the industry, being, people being uh, coerced into doing something or not doing something because of the digital the, the media that, that's out there and the sad sad truth is no matter how much you and i say to people you know close your computer um i have a laptop so it closes uh <laughs> shut off your computer <laughs> um go outside and meet some people shake some hands um because this will actually uh be a lot more useful than you just trying to learn everything from social media right what am i missing mm -hmm. here i don't know are you still tired oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i have to go to the bank today so i'm gonna shake some hands there you go oh, i don't want i want a nap right, so i got a question for you how often do you hand out your business card not often to be honest with you mm -hmm. um but i have like it's just such a it's uh, i don't like giving out cards because I, when i get cards i just throw them out to be honest with you okay so this is a discussion for another episode but you can do like apps and stuff or you can just ask people for their email address and then connect with them later i find so I it's more effective I thought about to, doing this what um i thought about making a fake coupon for a free <laughs> a free big mac on the back of my business card that's funny <laughs> and just say that it doesn't start until um like july 1st 2018 <laughs> and it's only valid from july 1st 2018 until like august 1st 2018 and see if they hang on to the card <laughs> hey it's cross promotion i wonder if mcdonald's yeah. would be into it <laughs> if they'll actually honor it <laughs> but um so the reason I asked that, and it, I know it is a, a topic for another discussion for another episode, but um, I met with some people recently at a kind of a networking event, and um, it's all walks of life. I mean, one thing that these guys had in common is that they're all guys and they're all local London dads. And um, there was a couple of people who exchanged business cards, and these were the people who were in sales, you know, who kind of relied on um, a commission-based business. And I was, somebody asked me for my card and I said, I don't, I don't have one. And they made fun of me for not having a card. And, I, and then I just let them do their thing. And I corrected them. I said, I do have a business card. I don't have one here. Therefore, I don't have one <laughs> to give you. I apologize. I'm like, but the cool thing is we found out about this meeting from a Facebook group. So you know how to contact me yeah all right you don't need my card you know how to contact me yeah but but for some reason uh a business card kind of uh gives you a little bit of uh what's the word i'm looking for uh legitimacy it kind of legitimizes your you as a as a vendor i guess and a lot of people are still asking about it which is kind of funny so it made me think i kind of looked around to see who was giving the cards out one was a person who sold um uh, cars and mm -hmm. one was a person who sold electronics 
and another person was a uh, somebody who uh, sells uh, internet internet and communication business. Uh, so signs you up for things. Mm-hmm. So these were the three people who strictly rely on commission or customers to basically earn their living. And mm-hmm. so I realized that. Uh, that's why I asked you, do you ever hand out a card? And you said you don't. That's why, well, that's I, why I asked Well, I do. That. Like, honestly, I've never asked for a card by anyone under the age of 40. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then those people I And since I you're a wedding photographer. With, yeah. Those people yeah. I connect with on social media. And after I meet people, I can always go look them up on social media. If they're not on social media, probably not my ideal client. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're probably not ridiculously happy. Yeah. And the people that aren't on social media that I have worked with have contacted me directly because they've searched me on Google or they have been referred to me by someone. I do have cards and I keep them in my car and in my bag for the off chance that I meet someone I would like to give a card to. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really brought me any business. And I don't know, I just throw them out. But I think there's a lot of opportunity with digital stuff. So I have apps. So I can be like, well, I don't have a card, but actually just hand me your phone. And uh, mm-hmm. or, or here's another option. If, if someone wants your card, why don't you say, how about I grab your number and I'll give you a call later? Or how about I grab your email address and I will follow up with you directly by email. And if they are reluctant to give you that information, they probably don't want to work with you. Good chance. So yeah. that, and it seems like such a colossal waste of paper to me these days. Possibly. Because <laughs> the point of it is these days is you take the card and then you put their information into your computer and then you throw out the card. Like mm-hmm. no one, no one has like Rolodexes anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. So <laughs> I'm kind of wondering, is there another way mm-hmm. that we're missing out on? Apps. to? Con- Besides apps, besides, besides the, the obvious answer, kind of that bridges the obvious answer, the new, the new way, um, with the old way. Well, I find it funny, like anyone over the age of 40, who's like, can I have a card? Well, just ask them for their phone number and then call them. So you follow up with them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Why would, why would you want to give them a card and then wait for them? Why don't you follow up with them? Great and advice. You, you don't have to be like, you know, do you want to do a portrait session? You can just contact them and be like, hey, it was super nice to meet you. Ask them a question about something that you discussed when you met them and put their information into your <laughs> into your database. Hey, how did you like those chicken wings? <laughs> uh, you And you can say stuff like, like, that was a lot of fun. I, like, make it like a date kind of thing, like a friendly thing. You want to like, mm-hmm. let's. Let's get wings again because I fucking love wings. Maybe don't swear, but <laughs> you could. You don't know. Depends on your <laughs> shtick. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm just. Um, my thing is that if I bring cards with me, they're going to get damaged because my wallet I know, is it's so annoying. And, so annoying, and, and it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good when they're damaged. And yeah. So the other day, I actually had a card in my wallet. But it's so ruffled. And <laughs> I kind of use it if, if somehow a topic about business cards comes up, I'll kind of yeah. be like, well, here's, here's what mine looks like. Um, but um, we don't, I, I didn't give it out to him. I said, you know what? I don't have one. Sorry. Yeah. But I, because I refuse to give up one that looks like shit. And yeah. 
so here's the funny thing. He's he's done this like on three different occasions where he's asked me for a card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one individual, this one particular individual, and he's always promising to contact me, which I'm kind of like never does. No, never does. He's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll I'll contact you soon. I need some printing done, and. And I'm looking forward to the day. I'm I'm not calling his bluff or anything. I'm looking forward to the day he actually contacts me. Yeah. But I'm wondering, would me giving him a card expedite this in any way? Would no. he actually, right? There's too I- many opportunities for him not to call. And that is he doesn't actually mean or intend to call you. He loses the card or he loses interest in calling mm-hmm. you. So, so this this like, is exactly it. Yeah. And it brings me to my to my point that I've been making for the last 40 episodes. Mm-hmm. If you just sit at home wait waiting for your phone to ring, you're mm-hmm. doing it wrong. Oh, you yeah. need to, you know, you need to get out. You need to do this. You need to get stuff done. And that's yeah. the way it ties into our fo- photographer uh, conversation is if you just sit on your ass waiting to get better and mm-hmm. don't you know, don't actually post images to get creative criticism, constructive criticism, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get better. So if you're, if you're the caliber of a photographer that has made it and you're the dick who's making fun of these young people who are trying to get out there and do things. Yeah, you're a dick and people probably don't like you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you deserve to be called a dick to your face. Yeah, you dick. (laughs) So. (laughs) Can we actually start a thing where we start posting old photos we've taken to the Facebook group. Yeah, I would love of, that. <laughs> instead of making fun of other people, we'll all start posting like our first wedding photos and be like, look at how bad I was. Or, oh or sorry, let's not say that. Let's say, look at how far I have come. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, we can um, do um, shit. It just, just totally left my brain this uh I had a really clever name. Oh, um, crap. Come on. I know. <laughs> like former foe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, and like, I don't know. I suspect that we would see a whole lot of HDR photos in there. Oh, for sure. Selective <laughs> color HDR. Urine stained. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so Excuse I'm going to dig through my catalog and try to find some really bad photos. <laughs> the problem is that I... I did delete a lot of bad photos yeah. before they even made it to the cutting board, oh, yeah. so to speak, you know, oh, yeah. to the, so. I know um, I have photos from like 2011 somewhere on one of my hard drives, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got photos from 2001, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because as we know, my hard drive broke when I was yeah. in college. Yep. So <laughs> you were, you were one of the types of people. That didn't back up. Um, yeah. Although it how, out. It was fine. how old were you in 2001? In 2001, I believe I was like 14, yeah. 13, 14. Amazing. <laughs> so, but I did not do math there. I was guessing. <laughs> um, on that note, uh, it's time to end. It's time and, for lunch. And we're going to wrap this up and just remind you that um, we're watching you. So don't be a dick. <laughs> and Yeah, don't post dumb shit to your Facebook either because... I will delete you so fast. And it's kind of a big deal to be friends with Sophia. So, you know. I'm pretty picky. Make smart decisions. Make smart decisions.
Show notes for episode 40 can be found on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash four zero as in 40. And we want to thank Ben Sound for the beautiful music you're hearing right now that we're not going to beatbox to. Uh, Benjamin Edward, high five to you for all the beautiful artwork. People are commenting on it all the time. They're saying how awesome we look and how awesome our our artwork looks. Um, Join the conversation on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group and tell us what you think about this episode and uh, about the past 40 episodes uh, in general. If you like us, don't uh, be shy. Tell us. Uh, Go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Do it before you subscribe so that you don't have to text Sophia and call her and be like, how do I do this? (laughs) Stupid Stevie cake. (laughs) Oh, no. Not stupid. Just me, right? No, not stupid. You know what I mean. I mean, I know. You know what I mean. I just, I just don't want him to suddenly jerk the wheel and roll over his his oh big his big truck he because texted, he's sad. Oh, he texted me the other day and he was like, "What's my name in your phone?" I was like, "Stevie Cake." <laughs> Do you know what your name in his phone is? No. Okay. Did he tell me? He told me. Tell me now. I don't know so if he told me. What is Sof- it? It's Sophia. Yes. And then a lemon emoji. Oh, that works. <laughs> so I said to, to him, I'm going to tell you to make his name Stevie. Yeah. Oh my God, that's genius. <laughs> and then cake emoji. So you have until Wednesday to text him that screenshot before he hears this episode. <laughs> wait, should I? Wait, 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 wait for it. <laughs> oh. Where's the cake emoji? Okay, It's I there. Found, I found the food. There's the cake. Wait for it. Oh, this. Yep. Oh, yeah, this is happening. Wait for it. Come on, Internet. Don't fail me now. And texted. (laughs) (laughs) You texted it to him? Yes. He's going to be so happy that we did that while we recorded. (laughs) He totally is. So, until next time. That added like five minutes to the episode. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.